Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories, lessons, and hacks I've learned and I keep learning on my quest to live happier. Show notes and the complete transcript can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast, and this is episode 69. I did something good, but... Before I get started into this week's topic, I wanted to really thank everyone for all of their comments that they called. I got text messages, I got people, in-person people, I got emails that commented on the grief um, podcast that I just did a couple weeks ago. It was the last, it was episode 68. And, um, and that was a very hard podcast for me to do, and I felt very vulnerable and very out there. And so I really appreciated um, all the people that commented and, and how it had helped them and touched them. And clearly it's a topic that we need to be exploring more and being more honest about. So I just wanted to do a quick thank you. And um, the more we can share our stories and get them out there and get the support and love that they deserve, the, the happier we're going to be. So, okay, on to the show. Okay. Welcome. I'm so glad to be back here. Um, we had a lovely, I went to the Smoky Mountains with my mom and my husband last week, and it was an amazing trip. We were a little early for the leaves, but um, which is hard to believe because it's the last week of October, but still had a wonderful trip, and we got to go horseback riding, and we did some painting, and it was super out of my comfort zone and, and wonderful all at the same time. But today I want to talk about something that I hear a lot in my office, and that is the phrase of, I did something good, but, or I, I feel like I'm enough, but, and that but comes in there and wipes it all away. So I have a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. So let's say you have a great day laughing and playing with your kids at the beach, and after seeing yourself in the mirror, you beat yourself up for how you look in a bathing suit. Or you get up early, you work out, you make a healthy breakfast, and you even set an intention for the day, but you don't allow enough time for traffic, and you end up late to work. Later, as you're sharing your day with your friend, you only talk about how you were late to work, no mention of all you accomplished that morning. You have a great time with your girlfriends, but you end up drinking too much, and as you share with your husband about the weekend, all you mention is how stupid you were for drinking too much. And the last example I have is you find a great new job and you're so happy that you left your old one and all you can keep telling yourself is what an idiot you were for not leaving sooner. Can you relate to any of those examples? I'm sure you can because I know I can. So in all of these examples, something great has happened, an opportunity at work, putting your health first, enjoying time with girlfriends or getting a new job. And those are all really great activities that make you shine. There's something to be proud of. They're fabulous activities. And then you notice in the retelling of these amazing events, you immediately play them down, focus on the negative or regret that they took so long. In essence, you're intentionally dimming your light. And I had this happen to me with a client this this weekend. I'm seeing a client and she was talking about how she'd had this great aha with recognizing every time her monger steps in and tells her where she's failed or where, you know, brings up some fear or some doubt. She steps in and says to herself, okay, and I would argue her biggest fan steps in (laughs) to say to her, okay, what if I'm enough right now? What if this is enough? And just saying that to herself and, and retuning that over and over and over again has really made a big difference in her life. But as she was telling me this victory and this thing that needed to be celebrated because she figured out this way of channeling her biggest fan and it was it was defeating the monger and it was this really positive thing. 
she would counter everything she said with, you know, I come in and I say, I'm enough, but I'm not perfect. You know, I mean, I'm not doing it perfectly. Or she'd say, and then I'd come in and I'd tell myself, I'm enough in this moment. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I have a huge ego or anything. So everything she did, even in session with me, she was, she was, she didn't want me to think she had a big head. She didn't want me to think she was overly, wasn't modest. She was dimming her light. Here she had figured out this awesome way to counter her monger. And instead of celebrating it, she's making sure I know that she's not perfect, that she doesn't have an ego, when that isn't the point. The point is she figured out a way to to get through the day without being attacked by the monger. So, you know, this constant dimming of our light and not celebrating our successes is a epidemic. And it's something that I'm guilty of. It's something I see in my clients all the time. I see it in my girlfriends. You know, the number of women who diminish, disregard, and flat out disrespect their wins rather than celebrating. So we're immediately on to the next thing, or we're bullying ourselves for how it could have gone better. You know, we've discussed this a million times. We are our own worst critics. And so when you ask yourself, what are you gaining by diminishing? And so here are some things we say to ourselves that kind of keep us in the diminishing stance. One is don't shine too brightly. Good girls, quote unquote, stay humble and small. So, you know, that's something a lot of clients have that the good girl is humble and small, and we want to be a good girl. So you diminishing your light, playing small or staying humble, doesn't shine the light on someone else more brightly. It just keeps you small. You know, that's back to the idea I talked about a couple podcasts ago about, um, people in Puerto Rico that are suffering from the hurricane. And when we feel guilty that we're not suffering, that isn't helping the people in Puerto Rico, you know, so you diminishing your light isn't helping anybody else. It's just you're just diminishing your light. So another thing we say, if we celebrate a win, we'll somehow stop striving. And I've talked about this myth before. This is the myth that we need the monger, you know, if we need to keep driving ourselves, and if there's something to be accomplished, then there's no room for celebration, we just got to keep powering through and keep going. So that monger doesn't make us accomplish more. She just makes us miserable while we're doing it. So softening her voice won't make us less driven, but it will make us happier. So keep that in mind. The biggest fan does not stop us from striving. It just stops us from hammering ourselves all the time. And then the last thing we tell ourselves, we believe that we have to be perfect in order to celebrate. That a victory, unless spotless, is not a victory. Oh, I can so relate to that one. So there's no such thing as perfect. You know, like my client saying, I'm enough. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm enough. And we had this whole discussion around how enough doesn't have anything to do with perfection. Being enough means you can show up at a situation and and you can feel empowered to handle it. You may not handle it perfectly. You may not even handle it, you know, 50% perfectly, but you're handling it. And that means you're enough. So no matter how hard we strive, we have swallowed the belief that it's we have to be perfect. And so really keep that in mind that perfection is so dangerous. So here's three things I would say to help unhook this um, diminishing or cutting out the celebration is surround yourself with celebrators. Sorry, surround yourself with celebrators. Encourage your friends and family to celebrate with you and call you out when you aren't celebrating. And this has been a big thing. Um, My husband has done this for me because I'm not a big celebrator. And he will 
frequently remind me, we should be celebrating this. That's a good thing. Keep that in mind. You know, he'll, he'll call me out on the celebrations. So it's something to do with your girlfriends or um, your partner is really to encourage you to celebrate and also for you to be encouraging them when they need to celebrate. You know, stop. You need to be celebrating this. Doing a reminder of that. Notice how often you diminish or disregard a win and force yourself to celebrate, no matter how small. So that's another way of bringing in that celebration. Throw a dance party for one in your office, enjoy a cupcake, or tell a friend about your victory. Vocalizing it out loud, kind of sharing it with other people, allowing the victory to be. And the victory can be, I made it to work on time, or I got up this morning and worked out, or I recorded the podcast. (laughs) You know, they can be little tiny things. They don't have to be these huge momentous, I did something perfect and it was amazing. No, you know, I got up out of bed and I got dressed. Victory, that could be a victory for some people. And then the last thing I want to say, which you've heard me say this before, but it is so powerful, remove the word but from your vocabulary and instead use the word and. So if we go back to the example that I talked about where, um, you know, let's take the one of you have a great time with your girlfriends, and you end up drinking too much. So instead of saying you have a great time with your girlfriends, but you end up drinking too much, you can say you have a great time with your girlfriends and you drank too much. So if you could go back, you probably wouldn't drink that much again because you were hungover and you still had a great time with your girlfriends. Both are true. One doesn't take away from the other. And so adding and into the vocabulary has really made a big difference for me and my clients and recognizing I can be holding two opposite truths at the same time, and one doesn't diminish the other. So that is my take on how we are diminishing ourselves and the idea of, um, I did something good, but dot, 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 is a common phrase. So notice when you're doing that to yourselves and you're diminishing yourself. Okay, now we're on to the weekly ritual challenge. One thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to be sharing a ritual with you, and I'm challenging you to complete it. So this week's ritual, I want you to clench and tighten all your muscles as hard as you can. So scrunch your face up and squint your eyes and clench your fists. Do that for 5, 10 seconds, however long you can hold that. A lot of times when you're doing that, you're holding your breath. So to remind yourself that not to do it too long or you won't be able to breathe. And then after you're done, release everything with a big exhale. And the power of this weekly ritual is, A, you realize how tightly you were holding your body before you clenched everything. And then B, it really allows you to release all that tension. So, you know, I've said in the past, the point of these challenges is to get you out of your everyday thoughts, the thoughts of your monger, and into your body so you can more easily tune into yourself, which I think is where the wisdom of the biggest fan lives. Make sure to check out my Instagram because I share my daily check-in with this weekly ritual practice there. And it's a helpful way for both of us to stay accountable to the practice. Quick note, I just wanted to throw in that I have been in a debate, um, some of you might have seen it on my social media, about what to title my book. And I have a book, if you haven't heard, that's coming out um, first part of 2018. I haven't quite decided what um, the date of release is. I still have some stuff hopping with edits and the cover design and all that good stuff. But we came up with the title. Thank you, everyone who voted and weighed in on that. 
So the title of the book is going to be The Happier Approach, How to Be Kind to Yourself, Feel Happier, and Accomplish Your Goals. I am so excited for this book because I really think it answers the question of how to be kind to yourself and get stuff done. And that seems to be the reason a lot of us hold on to our mongers. I'm one of those people that held on to it for way too long. So I'm really excited about the content in this book and I'm totally celebrating this win, practicing what I preach here and and really struggling to not diminish myself with this book because I really am very, very proud of it. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Happiness Hacks podcast comes out every week, every other week-ish around there. I like to keep you guessing. (laughs) If you have questions, please email me, nancyjane at livehappier.com or follow me on Instagram, nancyjane underscore livehappier. And until next time, here's to living happier.